Section 5 of The Extermination of the American Bison. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. The Extermination of the American Bison by William T. Hornaday. Part 1. Chapter 4. The Character of the Species. Continued. 5. The Yearling. During the first five months of his life, the calf changes its coat completely and becomes in appearance a totally different animal. By the time he is six months old, he has taken on all the colors which distinguish him in after life, excepting that upon his forequarters. The hair on his head has started out to attain a luxuriant length and density which is so conspicuous in the adult, and its general color is a rich dark brown, shading to black under the chin and throat. The fringe under the neck is long, straight, and black, and the underparts, the back of the forearm, the outside of the thigh, and the tail tuft are all black. The color of the shoulder, the side, and the upper part of the hind quarter is a peculiar smoky brown, broccoli brown of Ridgeway, having in connection with the darker browns of the other parts a peculiar faded appearance, quite as if it were due to the bleaching power of the sun. On the forequarters there is none of the bright straw color so characteristic of the adult animal. Along the top of the neck and shoulders, however, this color has at last begun to show faintly. The hair on the body is quite luxuriant, both in length and density, in both respects quite equaling, if not even surpassing, that of the finest adults. For example, the hair on the side of the mounted yearling in the museum group has a length of two to two and a half inches, while that on the same region of the adult bull, whose pelage is particularly fine, is recorded as being two inches only. The horn is a straight conical spike from four to six inches long, according to age, and perfectly black. The legs are proportionally longer and larger in the joints than those of the full-grown animal. The countenance of the yearling is quite interesting. The sleepy, helpless, innocent expression of the very young calf has given place to a wide-awake, mischievous look, and he seems ready to break away and run at a second's notice. The measurements of the yearling in the museum group are as follows. Bison Americanus, male yearling, taken October 31, 1886, Montana, number 15694, National Museum Collection. Height at shoulders, 3 feet 5 inches, length, head and body to insertion of tail, 5 feet, depth of chest, 1 foot 11 inches, depth of flank, 1 foot 1 inch, girth behind foreleg, four feet three inches, from base of horns around end of nose, two feet one and a half inches, length of tail vertebrae, ten inches. 6. The Spike Bull In hunter's parlance, the male buffalo, between the yearling age and four years, is called a spike bull in recognition of the fact that up to the latter period the horn is a spike, either perfectly straight 
or with a curve near its base and a straight point the rest of the way up. The curve of the horn is generally hidden in the hair, and the only part visible is the straight terminal spike. Usually the spike points diverge from each other, but often they are parallel and also perpendicular. In the fourth year, however, the points of the horns begin to curve inward toward each other, describing equal arcs of the same circle, as if they were going to meet over the top of the head. In the handsome young spike bull in the museum group, the hair on the shoulders has begun to take on the length, the light color, and the tufted appearance of the adult, beginning at the highest point of the hump and gradually spreading. Immediately back of this light patch, the hair is long, but dark and woolly in appearance. The leg tufts have doubled in length and reveal the character of the growth that may be finally expected. The beard has greatly lengthened, as also has the hair upon the bridge of the nose, the forehead, ears, jaws, and all other portions of the head except the cheeks. The spike period of a buffalo is a most interesting one. Like a seventeen-year-old boy, the young bull shows his youth in so many ways it is always conspicuous, and his countenance is so suggestive of a half-bearded youth it fixes the interest to a marked degree. He is active, alert, and suspicious, and when he makes up his mind to run the hunter may as well give up the chase. By a strange fatality, our spike bull appears to be the only one in any museum or even preserved existence as far as can be ascertained out of the twenty-five buffaloes killed and preserved by the smithsonian expedition ten of which were adult bulls this specimen was the only male between the yearling and adult ages an effort to procure another entire specimen of this age from texas yielded only two spike heads it is to be sincerely regretted that more specimens representing this very interesting period of the buffalo's life have not been preserved, for it is now too late to procure wild specimens. The following are the post-mortem dimensions of our specimen. Bison Americanus, Spike Bull, two years old, taken October 14, 1886, Montana, number one five six eight five national museum collection height at shoulders four feet two inches length head and body to insertion of tail seven feet seven inches depth of chest two feet three inches depth of flank one foot seven inches girth behind foreleg six feet eight inches from base of horns around end of nose two feet eight and a half inches length of tail vertebrae one foot seven the adult bull in attempting to describe the adult male in the national museum group it is difficult to decide which feature is most prominent the massive magnificent head with its shaggy frontlet and luxuriant black beard or the lofty hump with its showy covering of straw yellow hair in thickly growing locks four inches long but the head is irresistible in its claims to precedence it must be observed at this point that in many respects this animal is an exceptionally fine one in actual size of frame and in quantity and quality of pelage 
it is far superior to the average even of wild buffaloes when they were most numerous and at their best in one respect however that of actual bulk it is believed that this specimen may often have been surpassed when buffaloes were numerous and not required to do any great amount of running in order to exist they were in the autumn months very fat audubon says a large bison bull will generally weigh nearly two thousand pounds and a fat cow about twelve hundred pounds we weighed one of the bulls killed by our party and found it to reach one thousand seven hundred twenty seven pounds although it had already lost a great deal of blood this was an old bull and not fat it had probably weighed more at some previous period our specimen when killed by the writer december sixth eighteen eighty six was in full vigor superbly muscled and well fed but he carried not a single pound of fat for years the never-ceasing race for life had utterly prevented the secretion of useless and cumbersome fat and his subsistence had gone toward the development of useful muscle having no means by which to weigh him we could only estimate his weight in which i called for the advice of my cowboys all of whom were more or less familiar with the weight of range cattle and one i regarded as an expert at first the estimated weight of the animal was fixed at one thousand seven hundred pounds but with a constitutional fear of estimating over the truth i afterward reduced it to one thousand six hundred pounds this i am now well convinced was an error for i believe the first figure to have been nearer the truth in mounting the skin of this animal we endeavored by every means in our power foremost of which were three different sets of measurements taken from the dead animal one set to check another to reproduce him when mounted in exactly the same form he possessed in life muscular but not fat the color of the body and hindquarters of a buffalo is very peculiar and almost baffles intelligent description audubon calls it between a dark umber and liver shining brown i once saw a competent artist experiment with his oil colors for a quarter of an hour before he finally struck the combination which exactly matched the side of our large bull to my eyes the color is a pale gray-brown or smoky gray the range of individual variation is considerable some being uniformly darker than the average type and others lighter while the underparts of most adults are dark brown or blackish brown others are actually black the hair on the body and hinder parts is fine wavy on the outside and woolly underneath and very dense add to this the thickness of the skin itself and the combination forms a covering that is almost impervious to cold the entire four-quarter region that is the shoulders the hump and the upper part of the neck is covered with a luxuriant growth of pale yellow hair naples yellow plus yellow ochre which stands straight out in a dense mass disposed in handsome tufts the hair is somewhat woolly in its nature and the ends are as even as if the whole mass had lately been gone over with shears and carefully clipped this hair is four inches in length as the living animal moved his head from side to side the hair parted in great vertical furrows 
so deep that the skin itself seemed almost in sight. As before remarked, to comb this hair would utterly destroy its naturalness, and it should never be done under any circumstances. Standing as it does between the darker hair of the body on one side and the almost black mass of the head on the other, this light area is rendered doubly striking and conspicuous by contrast. It not only covers the shoulders, but extends back upon the thorax, where it abruptly terminates on a line corresponding to the sixth rib. From the shoulder joint downward, the color shades gradually into a dark brown, until at the knee it becomes quite black. The huge forearm is lost in a thick mass of long, coarse, and rather straight hair ten inches in length. This growth stops abruptly at the knee, but it hangs within six inches of the hoof. The front side of this mass is blackish-brown, but it rapidly shades backward and downward into jet-black. The hair on the top of the head lies in a dense, matted mass, forming a perfect crown of rich, brown, burnt sienna locks, sixteen inches in length, hanging over the eyes, almost enveloping both horns, and spreading back in rich dark masses upon the light-colored neck. On the cheeks the hair is of the same blackish-brown color, but comparatively short, and lies in beautiful waves. On the bridge of the nose the hair is about six inches in length, and stands out in a thick, uniform, very curly mass, which always looks as if it had just been carefully combed. Immediately around the nose and mouth the hair is very short, straight, and stiff, and lies close to the skin, which leaves the nostrils and lips fully exposed. The front part of the chin is similarly clad, and its form is perfectly flat, due to the habit of the animal in feeding upon the short, crisp buffalo grass, in the course of which the chin is pressed flat against the ground. The end of the muzzle is very massive, measuring two feet two inches in circumference just back of the nostrils. The hair of the chin beard is coarse, perfectly straight, jet black, and eleven and a half inches in length on our old bull. Occasionally a bull is met with who is a genuine Esau amongst his kind. I once saw a bull of medium size but fully adult, whose hair was a wonder to behold. I have now in my possession a small lock of hair which I plucked from his forehead, and its length is twenty-two and a half inches. His horns were entirely concealed by the immense mass of long hair that nature had piled upon his head, and his beard was as luxuriant as his frontlet. The nostril opening is large and wide. The color of the hairless portions of the nose and mouth is shiny Van Dyke brown and black, with a strong tinge of bluish purple, but this latter tint is not noticeable save upon close examination, and the eyelid is the same. The iris is of an irregular pear-shaped outline, one and five-sixteenths inches in its longest diameter, very dark, reddish-brown in color with a black edging all around it. Ordinarily no portion of the white eyeball is visible, but the broad black band surrounding the iris and a corner patch of white is frequently shown by the turning of the eye. 
the tongue is bluish purple as are the lips inside the hoofs and horns are in reality jet black throughout but the horn often has at the base a scaly dead appearance on the outside and as the wrinkles around the base increase with age and scale up and gather dirt that part looks gray the horns of bulls taken in their prime are smooth glossy black and even look as if they had been half polished with oil as the bull increases in age the outer layers of the horn begin to break off at the tip and pile up one upon another until the horn has become a thick blunt stub with only the tip of what was once a neat and shapely point showing at the end the bull is then known as a stub horn and his horns increase in roughness and unsightliness as he grows older from the long rubbing on the earth the outer curve of each horn is gradually worn flat which still further mars its symmetry the horns serve as a fair index of the age of a bison after he is three years old the bison adds each year a ring around the base of his horns the same as domestic cattle if we may judge by this the horn begins to break when the bison is about ten or eleven years old and the stubbing process gradually continues during the rest of his life judging by the teeth and also the oldest horns i have seen i am of the opinion that the natural lifetime of the bison is about twenty-five years certainly no less bison americanus male eleven years old taken december sixth eighteen sixty six montana number one five seven oh three national museum collection height at shoulders to the skin five feet eight inches height at shoulders to the top of hair six feet length head and body to insertion of tail ten feet two inches depth of chest three feet ten inches depth of flank two feet girth behind foreleg eight feet four inches from base of horns around end of nose three feet six inches length of tail vertebrae one foot three inches circumference of muzzle back of nostrils two feet two inches eight the cow in the third year the young cow of course possesses the same youthful appearance already referred to as characterizing the spike bull the hair on the shoulders has begun to take on a light straw color and has by this time attained a length which causes it to arrange itself in tufts or locks the body colors have grown darker and reached their permanent tone of course the hair on the head has by no means attained its full length and the head is not at all handsome the horns are quite small but the curve is well defined and they distinctly mark the sex of the individual even at the beginning of the third year bison americanus young cow in third year taken october fourteenth eighteen eighty six montana number one five six eight six national museum collection height at shoulders four feet five inches length head and body to insertion of tail seven feet seven inches depth of chest 
two feet four inches depth of flank one foot four inches girth behind foreleg five feet four inches from base of horns around end of nose two feet eight and a half inches length of tail vertebrae one foot nine the adult cow the upper body color of the adult cow in the national museum group see plate is a rich though not intense van dyke brown shading imperceptibly down the sides into black which spreads over the entire underparts and inside of the thighs the hair on the lower joints of the leg is in turn lighter being about the same shade as that on the loins the forearm is concealed in a mass of almost black hair which gradually shades lighter from the elbow upward and along the whole region of the humerus on the shoulder itself the hair is pale yellow or straw color naples yellow plus yellow ochre which extends down in a point toward the elbow from the back of the head a conspicuous bod of curly dark brown hair extends back like a mane along the neck and to the top of the hump beyond which it soon fades out the hair on the head is everywhere a rich burnt sienna brown except around the corners of the mouth where it shades into black the horns of the cow bison are slender but solid for about two-thirds of their length from the tip ringed with age near their base and quite black very often they are imperfect in shape and out of every five pairs at least one is generally misshapen usually one horn is crumpled that is dwarfed in length and unnaturally thickened at the base and very often one horn is found to be merely an unsightly misshapen stub the udder of the cow bison is very small as might be expected of an animal which must do a great deal of hard travelling but the milk is said to be very rich some authorities declare that it requires the milk of two domestic cows to satisfy one buffalo calf but this i think is an error our calf began in may to consume six quarts of domestic milk daily which by june tenth had increased to eight and up to july tenth nine quarts was the utmost it could drink by that time it began to eat grass but the quantity of milk disposed of remained about the same bison americanus adult cow eight years old taken november eighteenth eighteen eighty six montana number one five seven six seven national museum collection height at shoulders four feet ten inches length head and body to insertion of tail eight feet six inches depth of chest three feet seven inches depth of flank one foot seven inches girth behind foreleg six feet ten inches from base of horns around end of nose three feet length of tail vertebrae one foot End of section 5